want to welcome you to our midweek Bible study here at Liberty Christian Church International. We're going to uh, get right into it. We're going to have a word of prayer and get right into it. I'm happy to be with you all on this evening. Do me a favor if you're on our social media sites, if you're on Facebook, on Twitter, um, on uh, whatever social media site that you're on, do me a favor and share this with at least five people. Amen. Let someone else join you in on what I consider uh, one of the most important nights of the week where you get a chance to not just uh, praise God, but you really get a chance to learn of God. Amen. And so as we get ready to uh, go before the throne of grace in prayer, um, I pray that everybody has had a wonderful day today. I pray that everybody has returned home safe. Everybody has returned home in good spirits. Everybody has returned home um, the same, better than they went. Amen. Better than when they left out this morning. So I just want you all to uh, simply get ready and partake in the word of God. We're going to go before the throne of grace in prayer. If all hearts and minds are prepared, excuse me, if all hearts and minds are prepared on today, uh, let's pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, God, for this time. We thank you, God, for your word. We thank you, God, for your presence. We thank you, God, for your holiness. We thank you, God, for you being our Jehovah Jireh, our provider. We thank you for being the King of kings and the Lord of lords. We thank you for uh, being our all in all. You are the great I am. And we just thank you, God, on today. God, now, whatever has been on our hearts, whatever has been troubling us, whatever we've been going through, whatever we've been dealing with, even in our joy and our happiness, God, we give it all to you right now in the name of your son, Jesus the Christ. We thank you, God, for uh, delivering us from danger seen and unseen on today, God. We thank you, God, for your presence, which is holy. We thank you, God, for your presence, which is righteous. We thank you, God, for your Holy Spirit that indwells on the inside of us, God. Now, God, give us this time together so that we can fellowship with one another, that we can learn of you, God. For your word declares to study to show thyself approved, a workman who need not be ashamed, but rightly dividing the word of truth. So, God, we just honor you and we worship you and we magnify your name. And even before we get into the word on today, God, we ask you to forgive us of our sins, sins of admission and sins of commission, sins against your word, your purpose, and your plan for our life, God, sins against your will for our life. And we ask you right now to cast those sins into the lake of fire and into the sea of forgetfulness, God, never to be remembered again. God, we ask right now that you put into us a clean heart and a clean mind and renew your right spirit in us, God. We seek after you daily, God. We seek after you with an open heart. We seek after you with an open mind. We seek after you to gain wisdom and understanding and knowledge of your word, God. God, as we move into this season of the prophetic, God, we ask, God, that you're releasing and revealing to your babes what thus saith the Lord. God, we ask right now that we remove ourselves so that we can hear more intently from you God we ask God that the words of our mouth the words of my mouth be acceptable in thy sight O Lord the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in thy sight O Lord you are my strength and my redeemer you are my king you are my Lord and you are my God it is in your son Jesus name I pray amen 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 listen 
as we get ready to move forward with Bible study, um, I told you all a couple of weeks ago that God was shifting us here at Liberty into the prophetic, amen, into an understanding of his word, the revelation of his word, and we're going to continue on uh, in, with that theme and that understanding. Last week, we jumped into learning about uh, Jeremiah the prophet, amen, learning about his life, beginning to learn about his life, what God called him to do. We looked at a scripture that we're going to uh, pick up on on tonight, but we're also going to jump into a new scripture on this evening because you may be saying, Pastor, well, where are we going at with that? Well, my, uh, well, what God has been talking to me and dealing with me about is us getting to that place of getting into the book of Revelations, amen? Dealing with prophecy, dealing with what's going on in Israel. If you haven't been paying attention in the news right now, Israel and Palestine are fighting again. Uh, matter of fact, I just got an alert on my way into church that Israel, the soldiers of uh, the Israeli armies have gotten into the Gaza Strip. They have gone into Gaza right now. And so there is warring on. Why, why? You might say, well, that's in the Middle East, but what does that have to do with us here? Well, we know that prophecy teaches us that certain things have to take place in where Israel in order be, before the uh, Son of God returns, before Jesus Christ returns. Certain things will happen and certain things will take place and it's been prophesied a long before the United States was created, long before most of the modern world has been created, the things that Israel would have to go through. So in order for us to become and be who God has called us to be in this season, this season as a prophetic church, this season as a church that's hearing the voice of God constantly, uh, we have to make sure that we know what the seasons and the times present, right? Amen? So we're going to get into scripture on this evening. Um, if you open up your Bibles, matter of fact, let's do our Bible declaration real quick and then we're going to get into this and we're going to deal with scripture and we're going to see what thus saith the Lord. Amen. I'm excited about this word on this evening, about teaching on this word. So if you have your Bibles, your cell phones, whatever you may have, lift it up for me and repeat after me. Lord, I thank you that I have a Bible. It is my personal copy of God's purpose, God's plan, and God's design for my life. Therefore, I am a believer and not a doubter. I'm not just a hearer, but I'm also a doer. And my life has been changed after hearing the word of the living God. In Jesus' name, Amen, amen, amen. Um, if if you want to get out here and you're close in the close to the Forsville area, we invite you to join us right now. We're located at 7842 Parson Drive. Uh, uh, Parson Drive, like I said, 7842 Parson Drive in Forestville, Maryland. We're right behind the Rosses. We uh, hold our services at the City of David Ministries. Once Before I even go any further, I want to thank Pastor Roosevelt Limes and Pastor Michelle and co-pastor Michelle Limes for them being so gracious to us on a weekly basis um, that they have shared their home with us and allowed us to make this our home as well. So I just want to make sure we give them honor and we shout them out a lot. But if you have your Bibles, I need you to open up your Bible and like like I said, we're going to pick right up where we left off last week at Jeremiah, the 23rd chapter, Jeremiah, the 23rd chapter, looking at, uh, we're going to hop down to the 30th verse, the 30th verse, Jeremiah, the 23rd chapter, uh, Old Testament prophet, 
Um, we're going to deal a lot with the Old Testament prophets over the next course of the next couple of months because in prophecy from the Old Testament prophets, we find Jesus Christ in the Bible. We find Jesus Christ in every book from Genesis to Revelations. Amen. And so dealing with and understanding and seeing uh, the prophets of old, we can understand and get a glimpse of what we're going to deal with on this evening and what the foreknowledge and the foretelling of knowledge is moving forward being prophetic amen yeah y'all know i'm ready to teach this thing i'm so i'm getting into this uh, verse number 30 says this therefore behold i am against the prophets says the lord who steal what my word everyone from his neighbor what we dealt with last week when we were talking about the first, uh, the first 30 verses of this, um, we were talking about that God was angry at the prophets of old or the prophet liars of old. Amen. When I mean prophet liars, there were men and there were men that were coming into the city and into the region and they were telling the people who were living and operating in sin that it was okay. That they were okay and that it would be peace amongst them, that they still would be blessed, but because they were living in sin. And not only were they saying that, they were saying that God said it. So we would see these people operating in sin. And when correction would come, then it would be, well, the prophet told me I was okay. The prophet told me that, that I didn't have to do anything, that uh, God was still pleased with me. God was, uh, I still operated and lived in peace. But we know that the word of God said, no, they are not from me. They are making up their own prophetic word. They're saying they're ha they're, the dreams that they're having are of their own uh, 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 own dreams of their own minds whatever they're saying is not of me and then we when we think about that in modern times that can get you into a very dangerous place when you begin to say that God said something that he never said and you begin to tell the people of God or those that need correction and hear a right word from God that God said this and God didn't truly say this you begin to condemn their spirit and they don't even know it because they have relied on you for a word from God. Yeah, it does not mean that, that God is not speaking blessings. It does not mean that God is not speaking promises and his words are not, and his promises are not yea and amen. But with the promises that are yea and amen, it causes us to live righteously. Amen. You cannot live in sin and make sin your willful choice and then believe that God is going to allow you to live in peace. Those two don't go together. Why would we need a God who said, submit your life to me, who said, cast all your cares on me? We would not have needed Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior who said, I came to die for you so that you would no longer be bound by the guilt of sin and death. If God just simply said, do what you want to do, and I'm still going to let you live in peace. Yeah, that don't make sense. Even in your own home, if you have kids, you don't let your kids run up and down the street. You don't let your kids tear up your house and then simply say, I'm going to reward you with the PlayStation 5. 
You don't let your kids do whatever they want to do and tell them that it's okay and mommy or daddy is going to simply just give you whatever you want and you just do whatever you want to do and you're going to live in a house of peace. No, when your children do that, what are you going to do? Yeah, I, I, I'm not going, I, I don't want to come down anybody's street real quick, but, but I know when I was a child, when I acted up and I didn't do what I was supposed to do, it came with some punishment. I didn't just get to live in peace. Yeah, so, so when we see the prophets of old, we know these prophets that were, in, in, that were dealing with the children of Israel, they were not of God. They got into a place of prophesying. Yeah, that's that's my own word for today. But like I said, the scripture said, because I want to get I'm, I'm excited about getting to scripture. And once again, it says, therefore, behold, I am against the prophets, says the Lord, who steal my words, even I mean, every one from his neighbor. It says, behold, I am against the prophets. He says that again, says the Lord, who uses their tongue and say he says. I told you already that it's it, it, you are in serious trouble when you begin to put God's name on stuff that God did not reveal yeah he said uh, behold I am against them he didn't just say I was angry at them he said I'm against them what does it mean when he says I'm against them he said whatever they say because they said I said it I'm not releasing it yeah. So if they said you will be blessed and you go home and you and God did not say that God did not promise you a million dollar house. God did not promise you your Boaz man. God did not promise you your uh, your your Ruth woman. God did not promise you your Esther and God did not promise you all these accolades. But somebody decided to work off of your emotions yeah, get that, because there are a lot of people who are psychologists that stand behind uh, auspices of I'm a modern day prophet. And they play off of your psychological, your emotional, and your mental capacity. This not even in my notes, but this is revelation, and I'm going to tell you how we get there. They play off of your intellectual capacity. They play off of what you believe or what they see and dissect while they're looking at you. And yes, we give off good or bad vibes. I'm not trying to be talk, talk about a whole bunch of uh, 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 supernatural stuff, but when you see a person, you can tell if a person's angry you could tell if a person's sad you could tell if a person's joyous and a lot of times what you hear is prophecy based upon what they see in your in your emotional uh, capacity amen yeah like I told you last week if it's a room uh, if it's a hundred people in a room I guarantee there's somebody going through a problem yeah I guarantee that somebody had an argument yeah, but but the yeah, I'm, I'm I'm getting there, and I'm not even ready to go there yet. There are times when we when we see what's going on, and it's not of God. The enemy can imitate and mimic certain things of God. I told you last week, the Bible talks about soothsayers. The Bible talks about uh, uh, psychics. The Bible talks about uh, uh, fortune tellers. The Bible talks about all of these. Without God, it is not of God. 
Amen. So now if we deal with and honor and honestly meet these people, we have to know how to combat these people. Amen. We got to know how to combat this spirit. The Bible says that you try the spirit by what? By the spirit. The Bible says that if it does not line up with my word. Yeah. Then you then it's not of God. I don't care what it is in your life. If the prof, if the prophetic word that you receive does not line up with God's word, and how do you know God's word? Because you've been opening up your Bible in Bible study, and we've been learning God's word, and you've been writing it down, and you've been going back and reading it in your own personal time and in your own private time. And once you, once you hear something, you write it down. And then you go back and begin to research it to see it line up with God's word. Amen. So now we're going to keep moving forward. Verse number 32 says this. Behold, I am against those who prophesy what? False dreams, says the Lord. And tell them and cause my people to error by their lies and by their recklessness. How do they? what, What did he say? To cause my people to error. By their lies and by their recklessness. Oh, yeah, you can just live the way you want to live and, and I'm going to bless you. And God's gonna, God said he's going to bless you. Yeah, so now you go out here and you keep fornicating. You keep sinning. You keep acting a mess. You keep doing all of these things and there is no repentant heart inside of you. But yet and still every morning you get up and say, God is blessing me. The Bible says what? He said, I am against those who prophesy false dreams, says the Lord, and tell them and cause my people to error by their lies and their by their recklessness. Yet I did not send them or what? Command them. Therefore, they shall not what? Profit this people. Well, God, the man of God told me that I was going to do this or the prophet came and said that I was going to do this. But did you match it up against my word? My word says that uh, I pray that you prosper. So as your what soul prospers. So if your soul is not in right alignment with God, how do you expect your flesh? Somebody missed that. If your soul is not in right alignment with the word of God, with the plan of God and the purpose of God, how do you expect your flesh to prosper? If you don't have a relationship with God, if you don't know God except when you come to church those five times out the year. But you never, ever got into his word. Yes, you can be saved and not live a blessed life. Mm, we're teaching this time is Pastor Tom is talking about right now. Yeah, the Bible said all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, right? But it does not say that we live in sin. He said, turn from your wicked ways. So if, I, if, if I'm not turning from my wicked ways, how can I expect God to bless me with his best? The Bible says that the wages of sin, let me deal with that real quick. The wages, your payment for your sin. The enemy pays you for your sin. God, the Bible says, but God, mm, mm, mm. Gives the gift of eternal life. The wages of my sin is death. Yeah, my wages. You got to understand, 
that doesn't mean, see, the enemy will give you money. The enemy will give you property. The enemy will give you status. The enemy will provide for you in a way that you think is being blessed by God. But you're not doing anything that God requires from you. And you think and you're constantly saying, well, I'm blessed. I got a new house. I got a new car. I got a great job. I got all this money. Uh, God must be blessing me. But you have no relationship with God. And if you have no relationship with God, how can God bless what he does not cover? Yeah. How can God bless what he does not cover? Yeah, the, so if the enemy is providing for you and you thinking it's God, guess what? The Bible says that it's going to cause you to error by their lies and by their recklessness. Yet, the Bible, it goes on to say, yet I did not send them or command them. Therefore, they shall not profit this people at all, says the Lord. Verse number, I mean, verse number 33 says, so when these people get this or the prophet or the priest asks you saying, this is what he was saying to, to Jeremiah. When, when these people come to you and say, what is the oracle of the Lord? You shall then say to them, what oracle? <laughs> That's bold. God was like, nah, matter of fact, all that that they saying to you, you, you about to say what oracle? Because they're, they're, they're lying. He said, I will even forsake you, says the Lord. Those that lie or prophesy, God said, I'll forsake you. Third verse number 34. As for the prophet and the priest and the people who say the oracle of the Lord, I will even punish that man and his house. Wow. Because now... They didn't just say the oracle. They said the oracle of the Lord. These people were not people that God sent, but they put God on the end of it to make it sound believable. Verse number 35 says this. Thus, every one of you shall say to his neighbor and every one of and one to his brother. What has the Lord answered and what has the Lord spoken? This is what Jeremiah was saying to them. And he says, and the oracle of the Lord, uh, of the Lord, you shall mention no more. For every man's word will be his oracle. For you have done what? Perverted the words of the living God. The Lord of hosts, our God. I'm trying to get through this because I need y'all to, to, to really grab hold of this. Thus you shall say to the prophet, what has the Lord answered you? Mm -mm -mm. See, so God said, put them to the test. What, what, what has the Lord said to you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes you got to question those. Yeah, I'm, some people going to be mad. I understand that about 10 of y'all just tuned away. <laughs> He said, what has the Lord answered you and what has the Lord spoken? He said, but since you say the oracle of the Lord, therefore, thus says the Lord, because you say this word, the oracle of the Lord, and I have sent you, I've sent to you saying, what? Do not say the oracle of the Lord. See, if they were listening for the voice of God, 
listening for the revelation of God, the prophets would have known that they were not supposed to say the oracle of the Lord. Do you see how that matches up? <laughs> but he said, but since you said it, I'm approved you to be wrong. He said, therefore, behold, I, even I, will utterly, talking about God, will utterly forget you and forsake you. And the city that I gave you and your fathers and will cast you out of my presence. That's a bad place to be. You can't listen to everything that is spoken to you just because somebody puts a thus saith the Lord on the end of it. You cannot listen to everything. That's why you have to have your own relationship with God. That's why you have to get into his word, study his word. Like I said, scripture says study to do what? Show thyself approved, a workman who need not be ashamed, but rightly dividing the word of truth. The word of truth. Why? Because Jesus said it like this. I am the way, the truth, and the light. No man comes unto the Father except by me. Hebrews 1, 11 and 1 says this. In the beginning, well, John 1 and 1 says this. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God, and the word became flesh. So now, if I'm listening to the voice of God, He's, he, he goes back in verse number 40 and says this, I will bring an everlasting reproach upon you and a perpetual shame which shall not be forgotten. Mm. So now I really want to get into, uh, uh, get into what I want to deal with for the next 30 minutes. Give me 30 minutes of your time and, and we can get out of this. So, so we heard how God hates those that lie in his name. Mm -hmm. So now, let's deal with prophetic and, yeah, we, we're going to deal with the word prophetic. Um, 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 we're going to deal with this word prophetic. And I need you all to get this. This word prophetic is the Greek word prophetitos. Prophetitos. It's a Greek word. What does this word mean? Well, I'm glad you asked. This word is defined as accurately describing or predicting what will happen in the future. Actively, I mean, accurately describing or predicting what will happen in the future. Also, it means this relating to or characteristics of a prophet or a prophecy. Prophetic. Prophetic. Uh, tonight we're going to deal with this theme called prophetic revelation. Prophetic revelation. I'm going to get into the word revelation in a second. But get this. To be prophetic, you're acting accurately describing or predicting what will happen in the future well God doesn't allow you to predict God tells you he gives you foreknowledge so I would I, when we're biblically talking I would cancel that word predicting 
it was, it's, God has given you foreknowledge because we're not predicting what God, when, when God reveals it, we're giving what God is seeing or what God is doing in time, no matter whether it's in the future, whether it's from the past or whether it's right now, because God is in all three at the same time. He is not limited to a certain time frame. Amen. So when God's eyes are open, he sees you now. He saw you when you were a child. He saw you before you were in your mother's womb, but he also sees your end. The Bible says that he knows your what? Your end from your beginning. So now if God is in all places at all times and he's not bound by time, when he gives a prophetic release, he's not predicting something. He's showing somebody exactly what he's seeing at all times. So now if he is or when we're relating to or the characteristics of a prophet or prophecy, we now have to realize that the prophecy that God is releasing in this season is not simply full of all blessings. There, there are some prophets that God is raising up right now that are here to tell us the time, the season and the place that we're in, what this country is getting ready to go through, what this world is getting ready to go go through that we are preparing for the second coming of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ we where we're, we're, we're not just prophesying about mansions and money and uh, and social status and economic status but we're prophesying that if people do not get their lives right that if they do not submit their life to Jesus Christ that if they do not turn from their wicked ways if they do not stop erring and sin that God is not when God returns, that you will be left behind. Yeah, we, we're, there, there's a, prophet, a prophetic move right now where God is releasing into the prophetic his, his voice, his power, his anointing. The Bible says that in those last days that old men will have dreams and young men will see visions because he is preparing us for a last day experience. A last day experience that cannot use money to get you into heaven that cannot use money to buy your salvation that cannot use money to get you to the head of the line that when he calls us up when the bible says that it, when he comes and it's like a twinkling of the eye that we will be caught up that just because you have fame on facebook just because you have fame at your job just because you have fame in your money just because you have a, a nice house and a nice car does not mean that you will be caught up there is a prophetic word that God is releasing in this season that is turning the loss back to God. But it's also a prophetic word to tell his people that have been sent, that have been free falling in sin of their own place, that it's time to get it right. That it's time to turn from our wicked ways. That it's time to turn back and become who God has called us to be. Yeah, he's releasing to those that don't look like they should be preaching a prophetic word to preach. Those that have come off, come out of the drug house and walk straight to the pulpit with a word from God. That it's tearing down uh, the image of what the church has looked like because just because the church has looked like something does not mean it operates like it's supposed to operate. 
When we get into the book of Revelations, where I told you we were going, there were seven churches and God had all had issues with each one of those churches except for one. Where do you find yourself at in those churches? Because that's where we're going. That, that, that's the place that we have to move into is making sure that we're self-examining ourselves on a daily. No, we're not going to be perfect. Yes, we're going to make mistakes. But when you're living a life that's pleasing to God and you're trying to operate in righteousness and holiness and we're submitting those things to God, God is well pleased with us because he knows who he created us to be. So now we got to realize now what is a prophetic revelation? Well, this word revelation, what does it mean? It means this, the divine or supernatural disclosure to humans of something related to human existence or the world. So prophetic re uh, revelation in totality, get this, means this accurately describing or predicting what will happen in the future relating to or characteristics of a prophet or prophecy that does what that shows the divine or supernatural disclosure to humans of something related to human existence or the world prophetic revelation hearing what God has to say and relaying that message, being the instrument of God that is divine and supernatural and is the disclosure to humans of something related to human existence. That means my life. That means your life. That means the life of your legacies, your children's children's children. What is God releasing to you with prophetic revelation that you have been scared to release over your house? He said it's the divine supernatural disclosure to humans of something related to human existence. Well, you want to say, Pastor, let, let, let's deal with scripture with this. I told you I'm prepared tonight. Let, let, let's jump into scripture. If you open up your Bible to uh, uh, 1 Chronicles, the 12th chapter, looking at the 32nd through the 33rd verse. I love this text. Matter of fact, it was Bishop uh, Ralph L. Dennis the first time that I heard this text. And, and this text has stuck with me in my heart since I ever heard, since the first time I heard this. And it says this, of the sons of Issachar who had what? Understanding of the times to know what Israel ought to do. Their chiefs were 200 and all their brethren were at their command. Verse number 33 said, of Zebulun, there were 50,000 who went out to battle, experts in war with all weapons of war, stout-hearted men who could keep ranks. What are you saying, Pastor Thomas? Prophetic revelation causes us to be men and women of God who know, just like the men of Issachar, the sons of Issachar, who had an understanding of the times. What is the understanding of the times? Telling people to prepare for war. What war? Spiritual warfare. 
Spiritual warfare is going to pour out into physical warfare. Yeah, they're not going to like you because you speak the name Jesus. They're going to try to hang you, kill you, put you before firing squads, put you on trial because you speak the name of Jesus. Are you preparing yourself for war? The Bible says that we rest not against flesh and blood, but against powers and principalities. So even what they're doing in the physical is honestly from a supernatural manifestation. Yeah, it's from a supernatural assignment of the enemy to attack you. So if it's from a supernatural manifestation, a supernatural attack, our warfare cannot be carnal. Our, mm, Jesus, the prophetic word cannot be a carnal prophetic word. Yeah, the prophetic word is not. The prophetic word has to be something that activates the God spirit on the inside of you. So that you can come, so it can begin to come out and reveal and fight against the enemy's tactics, his warfare. The God spirit that's on the inside of you that's been lying dormant because you have not fed it. The God spirit that's sitting dormant in here while you're getting bloated off of the world standards and it's sitting there and it's, uh, it, it's constricted because you have not been feeding it its proper diet. You have no prayer life. You have no worship life. You have no power because you have not allowed the word of God to stand at the forefront of your life. I'm, 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 here, I'm here because there is a fire that God is releasing into the atmosphere that he's saying, are you ready to grab hold of it? Are you ready to stop being a cute church? Are you ready to stop being a church that has no power? Are you ready to stop being a church that can't speak to the demons when they walk up because you can't identify a demon because all you're worried about is a million dollar blessing? You can't identify the demons because you're in bed with the demons. Yeah, 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 yeah. I told you prophetic revelation. In this season, God is transitioning from living a cute life to begin to battle in warfare. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty to the pulling down of what? Strongholds. Prophetic revelation. What are the strongholds in your life? Have you ever asked God, reveal to me about me, God, the things that I need to change within me? God, reveal to me the strongholds. Reveal to me myself. Reveal to me what I look like, God. Not, I'm not worried about the person next to me right now. God, I need you to show me me. A lot of us don't want to see what we look like because we are scared to accept that we need deliverance. Mm. But getting back to this text, it said, of the sons of Issachar who had understanding of the times to know what Israel ought to do. 
They're what Israel ought to do. There are men and the men and women of God right now should not just be watching the news about Israel. You know what the men and women of God should be doing right now? We that call ourselves disciples of Jesus Christ, we that say we are the sons and the daughters of the Most High, we need to be on our face praying that God reveal to us what it is that we can do to help Israel. Why? Because I don't care what anybody else tells you, Israel are still the chosen people of God. And we have to be in a place where we're not obeying what status quo says. We have to obey the law of the word of God. The Bible says, that word have I hid in your heart that you may not sin against me. That word. Jump over to Esther because I need you to see this word, this, 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 this word that's synonymous when it talked about the sons of Issachar. In Esther, the first chapter, looking at the 13th verse, it said, then the king said to the wise men who did what? Understood the times. For this was the king's manner toward all who knew what? Law and justice. The men of Issachar, the sons of Issachar, were the ones who, who had been in prayer, the ones who had fasted when nobody else fasted, the ones who understood the times, that knew what it meant to prepare for war. Not only did they know what it meant to prepare for war, but get this, it said they were Expert in what? In war. With what? All weapons. All weapons. Not just, and, and I'm sorry that I keep saying it, not just a weapon to tell you that you're going to be financially blessed. All weapons. The helmet of salvation. Shotting my feet with the gospel of peace. Putting on the breastplate of righteousness, my loins girded about with truth, having the sword, which is the word of God. Those are my weapons. Yeah, the Bible says that they were men who were expert in war with all weapons. So their helmet of salvation, they, they, they wore it because they had salvation Oh, yeah, somebody missing that. They, they had the breastplate of righteousness on, and they knew how to use righteousness when the enemy came in. They had their helmet on, so when the fiery darts came at their head, the salvation of God, the, the peace of God, the, the purpose of God began to hold rank and, and have its way so that they did not come into a understanding or fall because the Bible said that Jesus said what? When the enemy comes, he will find no sin in me. 
So we have to get to a place of knowing how to war with all of our weapons. If we're in a prophetic revelation time and, and, and day, we have to begin to war with all of our weapons. He said stout hearted. That means they were strong. They stood up. They, they, yeah, they may have gotten knocked down, but they were men of war who kept rank what does it mean when you kept rank see when I was in the army and we marched and we and we stood out we marched a certain way and one thing you never let anybody do is walk through your ranks and see too often I'm about to come down somebody's street too often do we line up and we let the enemy walk down the rank and we say this oh that person I ain't worried about them I gotta worry about myself no we gotta stand in a rank and I gotta war on behalf of my friend I got a war on behalf of my sister I got a war on behalf of my brother I got a war on behalf of the one all the way in the back that may not have the front position but I gotta hold my rank where I'm supposed to be whether it's hell or hot water I gotta fight to hold my position I gotta begin to operate with prophetic revelation because what God is revealing to me it may not be for me it may be for that person that's 10 spaces behind me but God God said, I'm revealing to you what's going to protect them. And somebody got to begin to stand in rank. You got to keep rank. Yeah, we got all these people. I don't want to stay at their church. They too righteous over there. I don't want to stay at that church. They they talk about salvation too much. I don't want to stay at that church because they ch they chastising me about where I'm wrong at in my life. I want to live the way that I want to live. No, you cannot live the way that you want to live when it's out of the will of God. And in order for us to keep ranks, to be able to be the army that God is looking for, that when he comes back, that we've been battle tested, that we've gone through the scars, that we bear the marks of the cross, that we picked up our cross and followed Christ into the battle. He said, men who could keep rank. Yeah, I don't, men who could keep rank I, means I may not be the general but I'm the private and I'm still keeping rank. I may not have the colonel's experience, but I'm a corporal. And what they gave me the responsibility for, I'm going to hold this responsibility. I'm going to make sure that what God has given me authority over, that I'm a specialist. Yeah, there, there, there's a difference between a corporal and a specialist in the military. When I was in the army, you could either become a corporal or you could become a specialist. A specialist knew his job or her job a specialist was just that they were special at what they've been giving they were a specialist that means they learned the ins and outs I, de I prophetically declare right now that you are becoming a specialist in what God has taken you through what God has allowed you to go through God is recalling you to be a specialist yeah I know it hurt but the hurt 
prone to who you are now and God said it is time for you to stand up and be my specialist with that yeah you went through homeless because I need you to be the voice to the voiceless yeah you went through being jobless because I need you to go back and speak to them and be the specialist I called you to be you went through being cast aside and cast out because just like Jesus Christ when they cast them aside and they cast them down God said I'm calling you to be that specialist yeah there are some preachers and some pastors and some teachers that God is saying there's a special gift on the inside of you and it's not just to draw people that are coming with money but I'm telling you that there's a specialist on the inside of you somebody declare I'm a specialist I'm receiving my specialty I'm receiving what God has called me to be and I'm going to be the best I can be and I'm going to hold my rank yeah 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 I came to I came to teach this thing, but I need somebody to hear that it's rank and files that you got to get in contact to. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, I want you to see when the king, like once again, where it said in Esther first, the first chapter, 13 verse, then the king said to the wise men who understood the times, I believe each one of them had a special gift and they were specialists. So when the king needed something, when the king needed a strategist, yeah, the person who was the weapon keeper was not concerned that the strategist got called. The weapons, the, um, the weapons maker made sure his weapons stayed sharp. Oh, somebody missed that. Because if the weapons maker got concerned with the strategists, what the strategist was doing, the weapons may not have been sharp enough and the king could have died oh somebody missed that right there because when God what God has called you to is not to be the strategist but is not it may not even be to be the weapons maker you may be the administrator you may be the person that draws up the plans or relays the plans from the commander down to his squadron yeah there there are rank and files and assignments that you might have and God is saying are you ready to truly be a specialist at what I called you to he said for this was the king's manner toward all who knew law you want to know why your breakthrough has not come because you haven't been in God's word yeah, somebody keeps telling you that your breakthrough is coming, but yet and still you have not opened up God's word to realize that God has already given you your breakthrough. Yes, yeah, somebody missed that right there. But you missed your breakthrough because you don't know what breakthrough looks like. Because too often breakthrough, you look at breakthrough at the, in the lenses of the person next to you. What God is doing in their life. You missing your breakthrough that God has brought you for the last 365 days that has brought you without you getting sick that even when you did got the person next to you may not have gotten sick but you got sick but God delivered you and brought you through so that your eyes can be open that he's your Jehovah Nisi your banner of victory that he's your Jehovah Shalom your God of peace that you gotta realize that he's been your Jehovah Rapha that he's been your healer 
healer that he's been your all in all yeah your breakthrough came when you Jesus your breakthrough came when you broke free from the bondage of the enemy yeah it may not have been the house you wanted but God positioned you to get what he had for you it may not be the job you expected but God positioned you to be a specialist at the place that you're at how can you be a specialist by telling people about the shed blood of Jesus Christ some of you in your job and you the only saved person in your job but you sitting there worried about I ain't making enough money I'm not getting the right promotion God said when have you spoken my name in that job not not just when you get home and you crying to me about not having enough money I've met your needs up until now but what are you doing while you're there are you the specialist prophetic revelation Ah, Jesus, I need you to see Isaiah's sixth chapter, one of my favorite prophets. Ah, and we're done right, right here with this. Isaiah, the sixth chapter, says, In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord sitting on a throne, high and lifted up, and the train of his robe filled the temple. This was Isaiah. What, what people missed in five chapters preceding uh, this book of, in this book of Isaiah, we got to realize that Isaiah had not had a personal experience with God. Uh, the second verse says this. It says, above it stood seraphim. Each one had six wings, which two, with two he covered his face. With two he covered his feet. With two he flew. And one cried to another and said, holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. The Bible goes on to say, this and the post of the doors were shaken by the voice of him who cried out and the house was filled with smoke there was a presence that was there Isaiah said I looked up and I didn't even see all of God but I saw that his train filled the temple in the verse number five said so I said woe is me for I am undone because I am a man of unclean lips somebody just missed that Isaiah was a sinner and living in sin when he had an experience with God that changed his life he said and I dwell in the midst of people of unclean lips see somebody missed that he said I dwell he said I live in sin with people that are in sin and unclean lips he didn't just say that my house is here he said I dwell that means he knows them intimately and he said, for my eyes have seen the king, the Lord of hosts. Not only that, the one of, then one of the serpents flew to me, having his hand a live coal, which he had taken with tongues from the altar. Yeah, I'm telling you right now that there is a place where the sinner right now, God is calling them in a prophetic manner and he's having an experience with them because too many of us have got 
so sanctified, so sadiddy, so churchy that we're missing what God is saying, that we're missing the experience with God, that we're missing the power of God, we're missing the healing of God, we're missing the anointing of God because we feel like we arrived since we were in church. So what God said is, I'm leaving the church and I'm stepping outside and I'm going to walk in their house and with the ones that are unclean, I'm calling them out of uncleanness. Why? Because I'm God and I can do it by myself. He said, I'm sending my angels to put on their lips and touch them with coal. And you wonder why somebody can come off the street and come straight to the pulpit after having an experience with God. Well, let me tell you what he did with Isaiah. In verse number seven, he said, and he touched my mouth with it and said, behold, this has touched your lips. Your iniquities is taken away and your sin is purged. Yeah, it didn't take all of that. It didn't take Isaiah to turn around 20 times. It didn't take Isaiah to go grab this, but God said, I'm taking my coal and I'm putting it on your lips and because I'm putting my word in you, I'm wiping away your sin. Who needs to hear this for these last couple of minutes? That God is transforming every experience you had from a time of isolation to a time of prophetic declaration of a time of prophetic revelation God said I'm going to use the laws and bring them into my kingdom and they will begin to prophesy they will begin to tell people yeah you gotta get out of your own way because if you don't God said I'll walk past you and grab the next your iniquity is taken away and your sin is purged Isaiah said this. Also, I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send? Uh, yeah, this was Sunday morning. I expect that Reggie would have been hitting the B flat right there. Because he said, I also heard the voice of the Lord saying, whom shall I send and whom will go for us? He didn't say, oh, I needed you to have a three-piece suit on. He didn't say, I needed you to be perfect. He said, whom shall I send? He put out a casting call, a clarion call. He didn't say that I needed to have uh, uh, all the perfect degrees. He didn't say I needed to have all these things wrapped up. He said, my prophetic word is getting ready to come into manifestation and I want to send those that want to go for me he said whom shall I send and Isaiah said this then I said here am I send me somebody missed that right there this is the opportunity and the moment of your reckoning where you get to say Lord here am I send me God I'm not perfect God I've made mistakes God I've got a broken heart God, I've lost it all. God, my mind ain't right right now. But God, here am I. Send me. God, I don't know what tomorrow brings. But tomorrow, but right now, I want to experience with you. Right now, I'm looking for an opportunity to show you how much I love you. God, I'm looking for an opportunity to see the last, see you in those last days.
days. I want to hear well done. So God, here am I. Send me. I need a prophetic revelation, God. I need a prophetic revelation. The third, the ninth verse said, and he said, go and tell this people, keep on hearing, but do not understand. Yeah. He said, I'm sending you to these people and they going to keep, and I I'm dare you to keep telling you what I said. Keep telling them what I'm revealing to you. Keep telling them the true word of God. Keep telling them the prophetic word of God. Keep telling them the revelation of who my son is keep telling them that on an old rugged cross over 2000 and some odd years ago that my son was nailed to that cross that my son had no sin but he took sin that my son was beaten and he was bruised because later on he told Isaiah that he was wounded for my iniquities that he was bruised for my he was bruised for my iniquities he was chastisement of my peace was upon him and by his stripes guess what I am healed yeah we talk about a healing scripture but that's a deliverance scripture he was wounded for my transgressions he was bruised for my iniquities and the chastisement of my peace was upon him and by his stripes I am healed that's a prophetic revelation right there that he died for me that he bled for me but not only that he got up for me somebody miss what I just said he got up for me and because he lives the old songwriter said I know this Bible study but the old songwriter said because he lives I can face tomorrow because he lives who lives Jesus lives where does he live inside of me he wrapped me up in his arms he cradled me and told me I was his own he said that is my child and I died for his sins and whom the son sets free liberty whom the son sets free liberty whom the son sets free Kevin whom the son sets free whom the son sets free Pastor Lewis he said whom the son sets free is free indeed you want to know a prophetic revelation is that there are people still walking around bound because their mind won't let their past go bound by who they lost bound by who left them bound by what they can't do right now but God said if my son set you free you doing a disservice to yourself and the kingdom by living in that bondage it's time to get out of it it's time to let it go it's time to let it go. He said, keep on seeing, but do not perceive. Make the hearts of this people dull and their ears heavy and shut their eyes. Lest they see with their eyes and hear with their ears and understand with what? Their hearts and return and guess what? Be healed. Return and be healed somebody declare I'm returning I'm returning heal me God heal me I'm, I've been broken I've been hurt I've been lost but heal me God heal me God heal me from my past heal me from my brokenness heal me 
from my hurt. I thought I couldn't make it. And when I couldn't make it, I didn't realize it was you carrying me. Heal me, God. I'm, I can't do it no more. I can't do it by myself. Heal me, God. Heal my heart. Heal my mind. Heal my spirit. Heal my soul, God. Somebody declare, heal me, God. Heal me, God. I'm coming back. Heal me, God. I'm coming back to you, God. Heal me. That's the prophetic revelation for tonight. God is in the business of healing you and calling you back. And it's up to you right now whether you accept it or not. Whether you're on Facebook, whether you're on the website, whether you're on YouTube, whether you're on Twitter, I dare somebody say, heal me, God. Heal me, God, wherever you are hailing from. I dare somebody say, heal me, God. Heal me. Heal me. Heal me. Heal me. Heal me, God. Heal me. All hearts and all minds are open and and full. Yeah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, God, for this time. Now, God, as we prepare to close out on this evening, God, your prophetic revelation is being deposited and released into the hearts of your men and women into the minds, into the spirits of your children. And God, there, whoever there is that is still concerned about what they lost, God, I ask God that you touch them in a mighty way. That God, you deal with the innermost desires of their hearts. That person that left them, that the way they feel abandoned right now, that family member, that loved one, that person that we've grieved about. God, I speak prophetic revelation right now that they're not gone, but that they are here. Think on these things is what I hear God said. Think on these things. Things that are good. Things that are pure. Things that are just. Things that are righteous. Think on these things. It's time to let go the world's understanding of you. Your life. What your purpose is. It's time to let it go and think on these things Father we thank you right now for this word we thank you God for this time we thank you God for your presence for your presence is holy we lift up our hands and we worship you we worship you. We magnify your name. We sing a song unto you. After it's all done and over with, we say yes. Yes.
Yes, Lord, to your will. Yes, Lord, to your way. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen, amen. Wherever you are right now, I want to thank you for tuning in. God is shifting the atmosphere and doing something mighty. I invite you to come out and join us on this Sunday. This is our Men of Steel Sunday. And God has a word for the men. Amen. Invite somebody out. I got a special gift for every man that shows up Sunday. I got a gift for every man that shows up Sunday. I love you with the love of God. And I'm going to leave you with this. Live on purpose, live for purpose, but most importantly, live in God's purpose. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. And also get this, we're located at 7842 Parston Drive in Forestville, Maryland. Our Sunday services begin at 4.30 p.m. 4.30 p.m. I want to see you. We don't have a dress code. Either wear your Sunday's best or wear your jeans, your t-shirt. Just get to the house of God. It's been too long for most of y'all. Most of y'all still scared about coming out. But God said you go to the grocery store. God said you go out, you run, get nails done, get hair done, get haircuts. You sit in those chairs. But God said, when are you coming home to me? I look forward to seeing you Sunday. Be blessed and go in peace. Amen. Amen. Amen.